So you remember after the budget speech delivered by then my Finance Minister Mulisa Kikaba, there was a lot of discussion about the impact of the VAT increase, which of course came into effect on the 1st of uh, April, particularly on South Africa's poor. And there's also been a discussion on how we can better um, uh, protect the poor from the impact of this VAT increase. And we're speaking about those zero-rated items. And um, there's been a call um, by various uh, organizations, NGOs, including the Soul City Institute for Social Justice, Amandla Mobi, uh, to relook at the list of items that are currently in the zero-rated list, and in fact, to increase them uh, to ensure that uh, there is a greater benefit to poor South Africans who depend on that zero rate on those essential items. Uh, today, we heard from both the Soul City Institute and Amandla Mobi about the report that was recently released by the Davis Tax Committee on this issue of the zero-rated items. And we're speaking to Executive Director at Amandla Mobi, Koketso Mueti. Koketso, thank you for your time. Afternoon. Good afternoon to you. So the final report of the Davis Commission, um, what does it tell us? Um, so basically the report opposes the increase of zero-rated items and instead it recommends that um, other mechanisms be considered such as increases to social grants or the school nutrition problem. But for us, I think the major concern is that in a household, right, number one, we know that social grants are used not just for food, mm-hmm. but for things like transport, childcare, um, educational resources. Mm-hmm. The needs of people go beyond food and we know it is not enough. It does not even meet the nutritional requirements to feed an individual. But then number two, in terms of the school nutrition program, in a household, not everybody is at school. So when you have kids who are not of school going age, what is supposed to happen to them. But at the same time, the need to live a dignified, decent life does not only revolve around food. Mm -hmm. People have personal and hygiene needs, um, household cleaning needs, transportation needs, electricity needs, just a whole variety of things that are excluded by these recommendations. So the uh, the suggestion, so at the moment we only have 19 zero-rated items. There'd been a suggestion to increase um, or there'd been uh, submissions to increase that number. Uh, to what would be added to that list? At the moment we have brown bread, dried beans, legumes, maize meal, milk, uh, there's rice, fresh fruit and vegetables, eggs, vegetable oil and tinned pilchards. And there's been a, a conversation since the announcement at the budget that we must relook at this list. So what would have been added to that list, perhaps, if or would have been you would have seen you would have liked as Amandla Mobi seen added to the list? Um, before I answer that question directly, I just want to point out that we approach the zero rating very, very cautiously, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing it as a temporary measure, to, as a temporary attempt to cushion people. Um, as our colleagues at the Peter Maritzburg Agency for Community Social Action, PAXA, have noted, there is a trend in which zero-rated goods um, the inflation, the price inflation increases much more on those goods mm-hmm. than goods on which people pay VAT. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a very, yeah, yeah, we're seeing this as a temporary measure. Ultimately, we need people to be paid. We need much more structural stuff. Mm-hmm. We need people to be paid a living wage. We need um, people's needs, you know, to be centered in at all levels of policy making. We need... Um, 
to just regulate the prices. The cost of living in this country has to be completely regulated. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the immediate stuff, um, what we are saying is that people do not and cannot be expected to only live on 19 food items. To live a basic dignified life, people need to pay for sanitary pads, for example, educational resources, personal and domestic hygiene products, which are all essential items which are not included. And this is particularly important in a context in which um, we have seen the listeriosis stuff happen, Mm. in which a source, a huge source of protein for poor households is no longer edible, Mm. you know. And we know what the cost of eggs, for example, are. What are we saying people should live on when they don't have that? So, yeah, we would like to see some of the most immediate stuff is like protein-rich foods. Um, But then we also go into like the toiletry stuff, you know, the personal hygiene things, Um, Mm. certain roll-ons, sanitary pads, you know, things that, yeah, people do need. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things you spoke about was the need to look at other policy um, implementations. So not just looking at the zero rated items. And you, in fact, you're saying that's a short term solution. Uh, When we look at some of the initiatives or some of the plans, some of them are outlined in the budget. Um, are any of those adequate? I mean, we see a year-on-year increase on the social um, uh, social grants, which we know are well below what is needed to live, a living uh, wage, so to speak. But what are some of the other interventions that we are missing if we're going to deal with the impact of not just poverty, but inequality, which we know is increasing? I think um, we're just going to, yeah, just the kind of thing about the regulation of cost the cost of living, things around spatial architecture is also very, very key. We know that a lot of working poor people spend so much on their travel costs between moving from where they live and going to work, right? This is money that could have been used elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that the rental costs, the lack of affordable accommodation as well is being carried is a huge burden on people, you know? We know that when we talk about a minimum wage, we are talking about the bare minimum any human being needs to requ- requires to live. We are not talking about, we are not centering What does a human being need to live a nutritionally okay, to eat nutritionally okay food, Mm. to live a dignified life and have all their needs met? Mm. And I think so just the point of departure on what we are thinking about policy, I think of affordability as a red herring um, because we know that too often the poor are sacrificed in the name of affordability, right? I think we need to look at it in terms of what are people's needs and what are the mechanisms that are available to do that. Corporate income tax, which has, which we've seen is one of the lowest. Um, it has been reduced drastically over the years. And we know that the 28% that it is pegged on um, a lot of corporates aren't even paying at that level, you know. So, okay, so we're going to have to leave it at that, unfortunately. We're out of time. But I must thank you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, that's Koketso Mweti, the Executive Director at Amandla Mobi.